0: This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishef and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest, Jonathan Plesay. Now, here's Jamil.
1: Hey, howdy, hey, my (laughs) Brewers and sisters. Ah, Yes good to be back in the studio it feels like it's been literally weeks yeah probably about four feels like it's been a whole year it has i remember
2: when i was here last year it was
1: 2016 very different yeah last year was something else
2: (laughs)
3: it was it was (laughs) something else man (laughs) but not that quickly
1: yeah i should have eaten before i started drinking so much rule number one Oh, yeah. Lay in. Uh, you got to do some layering. You got to lay in some food. You've got to uh, get your vitamin B up. You've got to uh, lots of water. You got to hydrate.
3: Ooh, I don't do that.
1: I should. Yeah, hydration. That's that's one of the keys. I mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. if you mix you know your beer with water. Yeah. drink that way, you can drink forever and if you like <laughs> start with water and then follow with beer and start with water and follow with beer versus drink a beer and then have some water yeah you'll you'll be able to uh, do much better. Okay. Tasty, uh, re- he
2: rehydrates while vaping. He vapes oh, to rehydrate. <laughs> right?
3: right. Isn't, that, isn't that how it goes, Tasty? It, well, it can't hurt. It's not a dehydrator. So yeah. <laughs> it can't hurt, that's right. for sure.
1: There there must be some uh, some, va- some uh, moisture in the vapor, <laughs> yeah. is what you're saying.
3: Just need a deep breath, probably. Deep breath? Yeah, deep breath. Take it
1: deep in. Yeah, take it deep in. Right. So, yeah, right. There, uh,
2: there was a guy who used to work at More Beer, Regan Dillon, who would <laughs> yeah. always say, two beers, one water. Oh. That's the ratio, and then you could just—I mean, he look—he was like sixty-five hundred years old and was, you know, right. already par baked. But uh, is he still
1: alive? I think so. I haven't seen so. him in a while. I
2: haven't seen him in a long time. He's been off the grid for a long time. <laughs> but uh, that was always his ratio. You just—you—you yeah. you start with a beer, start with a water, yeah. and then two beers, and then have a water, and then you can go pretty far in the
1: night. You know our shallow grave porter. Yeah. <clears throat> At the, uh, uh,
3: GABF award-winning. Yes, yes, we, we
1: we got a medal at uh, World Cup. We got a medal at uh, GABF this year. It deserves um, funny you should ask. Funny you should mention that. Funny you, you should mention that. No, um, I I was into porters. You know, I was I was thinking porter was something I really enjoyed, and I wanted to make a good porter. And way back when I was just a little uh, a little uh, yeast cell in the uh, in the the puddle of wort. Um, I wanted a, an all grain uh, porter recipe. Yeah, and I was at Moore Beer, my good friends at Moore Beer, and I was talking to Chris, and he's like, "Well, he goes Regan is the the porter guy." Mm-hmm. It's like, let's go talk to Regan, and so I went and talked to him, and he was like, "Well, how about you know this and a portion of that and a portion of this and you know threw out this recipe, wrote it down, went home brewed it, turned out really good." I tweaked it a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just throwing it off the cuff, sure. yeah. And uh, tweaked it a little bit, and I'm like, I really like this porter. I think this is like the best porter I've ever had as a home brewer. I'm like, I really love the Deschutes. I love, you know, yeah. a lot of a lot of great porters. Sure, in advance. And I was just like, I'm sorry, this is the best one, bar none. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I based a lot of uh, the other beers that I brewed. Well, you entered part. that in
3: the competition as well,
1: right? Oh yeah, yeah. that's that's best to show right yeah. there. Yeah. and so fast um, forward, it's in the book. Fast forward, is it, is it book? Book. Okay. Fast forward. now. You pay me separate. We're brewing. <laughs> yeah, it's just all the mentions. Just yeah, just, uh, yeah, just, just tally tracking. them up. Um, uh, fast forward to the to the commercial brew to the heretic. Yeah, and um, slightly modify the recipe, but. Brewing porter, like I know how to brew porter. Mm-hmm. And we were going to brew it to, actually, to flavor it, you know, to make the chocolate hazelnut porter. Okay, okay. sure. But we had it in the tank, and I didn't want to do chocolate hazelnut porter uh, because I was thinking, well, you know, it's in the book. Uh, you know, I need to do something different. Yeah. You know, I, I, I didn't want to do anything that was in the book. I didn't want to do anything I'd done before. I want to do all different. Finally got talked into it. But we were trying to decide what to what to make. Well, Regan happened to come by. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I wanted to see your brewery and all this. And I'm like, Hey, I want you to taste this porter. It tastes fantastic and it tastes fantastic because you got me started with a great porter recipe. And he tasted, he's like, Great. He's like, you know, you know, what are you doing? Why is it all in the tank? I'm like, Well, we're trying to decide this, that he goes, just Put it in just, some fucking kegs and sell it. Just do it. Yeah. 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 And I'm mm-hmm. like... That's Regan right there. Okay. And so we did. And ever since, we've, we've done it the same way ever since. And, uh, you know, thanks to to Regan. Yeah. He actually... The beer would not exist without him. Yeah. And, well,
2: uh, I mean, I, I
3: think that's really cool. He's a beer it's Got a following.
2: Yeah. It's a good lesson for, for homebrewers, too. You know, don't spend too much time trying to decide the best mm-hmm, path mm-hmm. for this batch of beer because chances are you're going to brew it again and again and again. Right. Don't just overthink fucking it. drink it. Mm-hmm. Just do the thing. See how yep. it is. Experiment. That's the point.
1: Enjoy it. Yeah. Move on. Right. Yeah. Don't sit there and, you know, uh, worry about it and all that stuff. But, yeah. I was just, uh, you know, I, I owe the man uh, you know a debt. We yeah. uh, should always... get him on
3: the show. We should. He's, not, he's off the grid. He's, working, he's up in Right. I, I don't and... think
1: he has, like, phone no, or anything. Like he's no. got, like, a generator. So the, right. There's no way to actually contact him and get him on the show. Exactly. That's the problem. I mean, in, do, you, do you have a pigeon or something like that you could I, send?
2: I randomly ran into him when he came into town for, like, supplies yeah, two years ago or whatever. Or but,
1: yeah, like every uh, couple of years he comes down to stock up on, on things <laughs> on he cannot <laughs> whittle out of uh, a tree. On jerky supplies. <laughs> yes, jerky <laughs> <Whatever>. supplies down. <laughs>
2: uh, grow himself, yeah. I mean, we had him on the show a couple times years back, and oh, yeah, he yeah, actually right, didn't right. say much. He was actually really quiet or really high or both. Uh,
1: yeah. But well, if you
2: get him in that scenario of like it's just you kind of hanging around having a beer, I'll, that dude has the most interesting stories in the get entire him to talk. universe.
1: I'll get him to talk. Okay. He and I talked endlessly at More Beer. I asked Chris him to go. Ask Chris to contact Regan
2: and have right. him come, come in for a show, man.
1: I will make a note right here. Okay. Chris? Yeah.
2: Regan. Regan. Show. Show. And then draw a penis. Penis. There you go. Perfect.
1: couple of big balls. Mm-hmm.
2: Couple. Of, there you there go. You go. <laughs> We're done. Every balls. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, except for that part. That's the pee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The white pee. Yeah. Uh-huh. It'll be good. That would be an interesting show. That would be fun. Because be you, n- you know he's homebrewing up there. He has to be. Yeah. So, oh yeah, there you he's go. got to have
1: alcohol. <laughs> that guy, <laughs> he's yeah. probably distilling. Yeah. yeah, let's 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 cut to the chase here. He's probably making moonshine out of the trees. That's true. He's probably That's taking true. down trees and, and the fish for sugar there you can and making make moon. Yeah, he's making gin or whatever. He's yeah. making something. Yeah, for sure.
3: Dandelions or something. <laughs> Dandelion. Whatever gin. he finds sugar.
1: <laughs> he's He's not short of alcohol no. one way or another. No, not at all. Yeah. Well, and another uh, a big character in my life, uh, the White Labs guys. That's true. And the gals, too, I think. Yeah. I, I, sure. You know, I let's, have, let's make them equal. Why not? I have some awesome times with those folks. Yeah. They, that is, you know, if you're at one of these things and they're like, hey, come on with us and we'll party, and right. that's a dangerous thing to say yes to. Mm-hmm. That, I don't think many people can keep up with the whites.
3: No, they know how to get there.
1: Oh yeah, they know. They get there and they have to stay there, yeah. right? No, you're you are suffering the next day yeah. if you if you go with those folks. Yeah, they. I I am shocked that they're still alive. <laughs> I think just that they, barely, they're yeah. just hanging on. I, you know, they seem very robust to me. Yeah, have a very robust uh, stock. They're very they're stocky. <laughs> they come from a
2: robust and lineage. they come from
1: a robust lineage yeah. that is. Uh, Built of stocky people. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, stocky people make uh, great stocky yeasts because uh, they've got uh, so many awesome and unique uh, yeast strains that on their website now, on whitelabs.com, they've got uh, uh, a search feature that I've been using that uh, will allow you to go through so many of their, their awesome, uh, Yeasts in their bank and select the perfect yeast for what you need so you know say you want oh, i want to do uh the perfect uh, saison well you type saison in, and it'll give you like all the yeast that you you want uh, to use for saison or you can say well i want these yeast but i want one that'll attenuate more Right. You know, so the, you can look for higher attenuation, or you can look for if, ask your you character. Know, d, right, you can look for a lot of different things. Sure. It's uh, really fantastic and allows you to brew, uh, brow- allows you to browse. Already too many pints in. It allows you to browse their entire selection for the perfect strain to use in your next brew. You can search by style, keyword, homebrew, or professional sizes and more. Visit whitelabs.com slash yeast bank to try it out. Don't keep guessing which strains will work best for you. Do a quick search and find the perfect strain to make your next brew shine. And I think that's one of the things. A lot of times we're like, well, what yeast do I use? And we tend to just go with what somebody else said or, you know... Oh, maybe this one or maybe that one, what you normally use as well. right, or you know what you hear on the internet, sure you know versus there 's there could be better yeasts available, yeah. you just and they're they 're not popular because nobody everyone 's just keeps repeating the same yeast. Yeah. Oh, I use this one it 's like well they didn 't try all the other ones. Maybe you can give one of the other ones a try and see if you find something fantastic, so check them out whylabs dot com and they got great links on their their site. It's easy to see the links and, and to go to the various things, but you could uh, do weblabs.com slash eastbank and uh, try it out. There you go. All right. Let's take a short break. When we come back, one of the things that uh, has been uh, a constant, repeated thing, not decoction, <laughs> the cold steeping of grains or the the mash capping of grains yes mash cap mash cap has been uh, you know oft repeated so we did a little experiment and uh, we're gonna see the results after this
0: are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the Brewing Network.com. Now back to Brewing with Style. All
1: right, we're back. We're back. We're drinking. You're drinking. Oh. Right. So we've been given two beers. Mm, 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 mm. And apparently they are exactly the same recipe. Exactly the same recipe. With one of them taking the, the highly roasted grains and throwing them in at the end. Uh, yes, uh, yes. So how, uh, how many minutes at the end did
2: well, they get? So I'm doing it on the Pico brew, mm-hmm. um, and those, uh, 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 allow for a 90 minute mash because mm-hmm. it's a no sparge thing. And so I guess you want to get all your, your sugar, whatever, uh-huh, right. Uh-huh. But it also takes about 10 minutes to fill up the mash ton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 10 minutes of that and then like eight minutes to drain it. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I stopped the mash at 80 minutes. Uh huh pulled it out I uh-huh. mean you can set a program for this which is really cool okay. so uh-huh. pulled it out 80 minutes stopped the mash drained into the keg uh-huh. pulled the thing out and then put the grains on top and then put it in for another 10 minutes mm-hmm. so basically it just allowed up allowed to fill up in the in the mash tun uh-huh. and get all the grains wet mm-hmm. and then it started to drain out mm-hmm. so, so you just sprinkle kinda, them on
3: top no, put no them on top instrument
2: at
1: all no nope. so would you say this is equivalent to the you know mash capping that uh, people are talking about that's what I've always heard. Is that, uh, but since
2: there's no sparging mm-hmm. with the pico brew, it's hard to to mm-hmm. do the thing. So, uh, in my mind, it would be the equivalent thereof. Okay. Yeah, you put right. it on the top and then you and then you hit it with, with water to extract it. Well, and one of the and I'd be happy to do it another way too if we don't think that method was
1: sure, was sure. sufficient. Uh, well, one of the things that I've always said is that this whole thing is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and that the the people are like oh that? it is you know oh this is the way to do it because it's so much smoother because you're not uh you know i don't know what you're not extracting all this harsh harshness or whatever no what you're not extracting is the material from the grains you're yeah. you could get the equivalent effect by putting in you know like a quarter as much of yeah. the the roasted Plus, grains mm-hmm. From the very beginning,
3: mm-hmm.
1: or you know, uh, you know, if
3: if you if you, you want get, less, but if you, you get you want. some of that flavor, the green flavor would show up then.
1: Right. If you want less roasted character, put less roasted grains in. At least you don't some take a grains. ton of roasted grains and throw them in at the end. Right. If if for some reason you think that this makes a difference, then you need to massively increase the amount of roasted grains you throw in at the end. What's happening is you're just extracting less. It isn't magically changing what happens. It's like freaking mash hopping and first ward hopping and all that crazy shit that (laughs) really doesn't do anything that people just uh, imagine is mystical and magical. Um, I think it's the same thing with the the, this this mash capping thing or these, you know, uh, it's just it, it has no basis in reality. I've I tried it in the past. I'm just like, look, that's, if you if you would up the amount of grains, mm-hmm. you would end up with the same. That's what I could you know the lighter colored one. That was the one with the mash capping. Am I correct? Your yes, beer A was <laughs> yeah, the right. mystical magical mash cap, and the other one is just done normally, just straight up. Yeah. Which beer do you prefer, JP? I prefer
2: the the normal one, mm-hmm. the B, if you will. And why is that? Um, I find it just kind of a, a more round uh, flavor experience. It's, it's, it has a it's lot more. more stout. Yeah, it's more stouty. It yeah. has more. It has more of that stout kind of quality that you're looking for. And, and, and maybe again, maybe the, the, the style wasn't the best thing to pick. Possibly, no. That's what they're talking about as I the, think oh, really? the most oh, okay. appropriate. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, because I mean, maybe for a porter like this would maybe make a great brown porter. I don't know, mm. but. Um, for the stout you you want a little bit of that roasting, and that's what I've personally been struggling struggling with because mm-hmm. i don't I don't like a lot of that acrid bullshit, but no. you need some of it I'm to make you. it a stout you need a little bit of it, and I'm trying right. to find just that right level um so okay. that's why I like it uh, mm-hmm. I like that one um the, do you, the, you find that one acrid at all not in an offensive way a little bit mm. a little tiny bit mm-hmm. but okay. that's kind of what you know I'm shooting for okay um but the 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 beer a the cap one I suppose um, it's kind of I don't know lifeless is maybe too dramatic. It's but like it's, a different style. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah.
3: I think it's like um, tasty. More like a uh, like a New brown ale or something rather. Mm. Doesn't have any much roast character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to look for it. Which one do you prefer? I prefer the fully the full on uh, mm. full monte. The, you know. The, do you find it accurate at all? Or oh no no well, It might be a little bit on the. Uh, low pH, but I don't think mm-hmm. it's excessive. I think, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's a well-made beer.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Which do you prefer, Jamil? The empty one, the empty glass, right? Yeah, the the <laughs>
1: standard-made one. Yeah. Um, I think the standard-made one. That's a nice oatmeal stout. Yeah. Oh, no, thank Good you. Good job. That, thank that, you. That, that was delicious. I, I would drink uh, pints of that one. So the other one, like like you were saying, mm-hmm. uh, a little lifeless. It, it kind of
2: is. It kind of. Uh, it's well, not
3: terrible. Did you do any water treatment? Uh, at no. All?
2: Okay. I mean, that carbon filter.
3: No, but did you do any alkaline the water to make sure it had a like a higher a higher pH? No. Is it, is the the, the, the top beer is it like a little lifeless, a little muddled, I mm-hmm. think, or something mm-hmm. in terms of the. It's, it's a good. It's the, a the pH again, it's a really good. It's a nice beer. Oh uh, well, it's and just I, not in style of uh, what we're talking about.
1: Here. I said this when we were pouring the beers. And I'm like, I bet you, you know, these have different pHs too. I bet you the, the one with the mash cap is a higher pH. Yeah. One with the uh, the full-on grains from the beginning is a lower pH. And in this case, um, you know, th- that's one of the things they say is a higher pH can make a beer seem kind of flabby and lifeless. Yeah. yeah. So you, you need to get your pH low enough. Right? Mm-hmm. So it might have been... You know had you like acid adjusted or something with this you know uh, mash them, cap one uh, maybe that could have been a little bit better but uh, there's not enough flavor of it would enhance
3: flavors but they have to roasted be there to, grains you know, they have to be there to begin with.
1: Yeah. I would I would say you know you'd have to probably at least double if not triple the amount of roasted grains yeah. to get the same effect And color and all that.
2: And uh, so I've always heard that the mash capping you do, when you want color, but you don't want the flavor impact from the grains. Mm, mm -hmm. And so why would you do that in a stout? Right. It doesn't make any sense.
3: Well. Yeah.
1: But again, I think you can do that in any beer. Yeah. Just use less. Just use less. You're right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it really. I mean, the color.
2: So w- when I was brewing this, when it came through, it, it it looked more like a pale ale. There's a little bit of crystal and mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. you know some maris otter and oatmeal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but looking at the 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 flavor or the color impact, it's not. It's brown, but it's not like a deep brown. You know what I mean? And so it didn't seem like there was like a lot of color it's impact. It's like a anyways.
1: hard night of drinking brown.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it'd be interesting to have a third beer, which would be the. Uh, uh, the full-on beer, but with less with less uh, roast. Yeah, beer. and yeah. see if you can get to the same color as the top mash, and then compare the flavors of those two. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: What I fo- do? You guys have noticed anything? Any difference in uh,
2: bitterness?
1: Oh, is it hot bitterness. If you, you s- to... if you pour me some more,
2: all right. I got you here. Give me the other one.
3: Well, it's a. Uh, yeah, tell me, Tasty. Do you do you? Yeah, notice anything? I, I think there's uh in the the uh, top mash beer. I think without the uh, that roast sort of character, uh, hiding the bitterness, I think it's a little more uh, obvious there to me. I don't.
2: Know. Yeah, Look, hmm.
3: I'm, I'm looking for it. It's not a hoppy beer. I mean, it's probably what, 20 IBUs or something.
2: Uh, 25, mm-hmm. I think, is what it ended up at, or what
1: the mm-hmm.
2: what I shot for anyway.
3: Yeah. Well, in that
1: the full mash one, and I a, I'm sure it's pH related. Is I'm getting. Uh, you know, over, overall a crisper beer, but that crispness is giving me, like, a mouthfeel presence <laughs> that the other one is missing. Yeah, I'm sorry, 45. I oh, 45? Yeah. yeah, why is the other one missing mouthfeel while well, the the darker one, the one with the, the full— I, I wouldn't imagine the—having um, the roasted grains from the beginning would— in, Crease mouthfeel, but I'm getting more mouth. I get more mouthfeel from the darkened one. What about you guys? I do. Yeah, I, I do. That. Yeah, I get that. What is that?
2: Well, yeah, it's mean, like complexity. a richer,
3: it just it's a, a fuller. It, you, get more, you get more flavor in the, it's, in the tip it's of your tongue, bigger, the middle of your tongue. The back. It's, it's
1: richer, yeah. it's creamier, and I'm not getting that. And the other one, like you were saying, lifeless, mm-hmm. I think all those things are leading up to my agreeing with you that yeah, it's kind of lifeless. It is. It really is. That's not a bad beer. Definitely but it's not. again which I think you can ferment anything and ferment it well mm-hmm. if you do that it turns out a decent beer right you know yeah it doesn't have to be perfect word it has to be perfect ferment and you mm-hmm. get oh, that's a nice beer I'd drink that yeah and then you move on you try again but I think but I think the <laughs> the the full mash one is mm-hmm. a much better beer.
3: I mean, that's well, a... Well, yeah. I mean, I, a, I'm, not, I'm not saying that the brown
1: beer is, that's a, is bad. A, that's a 10 or 15-point swing on, yeah. no, out no. of 50 points for me. Yeah.
3: If if within that style. But I'm sure if it was a brown porter, it might, you know... Does it, it work sort of got, for a brown porter? I don't know. I'm not familiar with that style. But it's much... It's not... I mean, this isn't out of... You know, the top mash beer, to me, isn't an oatmeal style. It's not in that style. Right. Mm-hmm. It would right. be 15 points less because cool. of that, out of style. Yeah, it might be 20 points less. Yeah
1: if if you're saying the same style. Yeah. I would say that the full mash one I'd give it in the uh you know mid 40s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's usually what I get with this beer actually. But I you know, I'm looking for a little bit of more ester and going more English. Maybe this is like an American oatmeal stout. Okay. And it's then I'd give it a few more points.
2: It's a weird hybrid, man. And you know, after the break we can go through the recipe if you want. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Uh, but it's a weird, it's a weird hybrid of ingredients thing. So I mean, it's it's fermented with American yeast, right? Um, right. It doesn't have
3: that
1: English,
2: you know. But you a know, for warm. me,
1: oatmeal stout is like an English thing. Yeah,
2: an American oatmeal stout would be kind
1: of. But I think that's really weird. well done. But I would, you know, if we were judging these both as oatmeal stouts,
2: I think there's no contest.
1: The other one would be like a twenty pointer. Yeah, or roast. 20, twenty-five. More roast, he said. Right, <laughs> More Man, roast. Say it's, that. it's it's lacking in body. Oh. Um, you know, it's it's just uh, you know, it's flabby without body. It's it's weird. So yeah, I'd I'd be like you know, twenty five at this one. And I'd be at forty five on this one. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I would agree with you. I would agree with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but it's a substantial difference.
2: Yeah, and what, what shocked me the most was was the IBU differences, where, oh, yeah. where the the brown let's call it the brown beer mm-hmm. uh, has had more bitterness than than the, uh, right. the actual oatmeal stout. Hmm. And um, I, I don't know. I I'd never. I would, that's something I would never think about, right? And so I wonder if the bitterness and the acridity of of the dark malts in the oatmeal stout are kind right. of kind of masking some of that in a normal beer so you can, you know, you can put... Because well, there were the, 45 IBUs in this beer, supposedly. And I'd,
1: I would say that, you know, the the pH... So there's, there's a weird thing on pH where um, when you dry hop a beer, um, the dry hopping actually drives the pH up. And driving the pH up actually drives the perception of bitterness down. In order to restore the... The bitterness, um, or is that the reverse? Restore the pH? No, the bitterness. Well, the bitterness. The, back, you need the, the lower perception the pH. of bitterness goes up, I think, as you as a as the pH raises. If you mm. if you drive the pH down, the bitterness goes down, right? Okay. That's the yeah. Okay. All right. So we're experiencing that here too. Yeah. Because we're assuming that the lighter one has a a, a higher pH. Mm-hmm. That's why the bitterness is more prominent in that one. Mm-hmm. And the bitterness is, uh, temperated or whatever in the <laughs> in the uh, well, the other one.
2: That brings up, so that begs a question: How long do you need the grains to stay in contact with the wort to drive the pH down?
1: Well, just well, fucking throw them in at the beginning. Yep. <laughs> no, no,
2: but I mean, like, if you want, for whatever reason, if you right, want right, right. to use this, this top mash or oh, or it,
1: for Christ. for just for, for or scientific, or scientific purposes, throw
2: right. a sack at but, the end. But I mean, ha- but you know what I mean, like, yeah. so so the 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 work probably didn't hit these grains mm-hmm. for well, it, probably eight minutes. So they were probably in contact with the grains for about five mm-hmm. minutes, mm-hmm. and that clearly wasn't enough to affect the pH right. at all.
1: Well. The pH is based on how much you extract from those grains. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, Nate in the in the
2: chat is asking if I pulverized them to a flour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, right. no, I did not Well, do that. but then.
1: It just affects how much uh, you use. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's the difference. You could go ahead and, uh, it's a good question. Yeah. Um, it's milled. but you know uh, you, you can pull I think on on the highly kiln grains like you know the roasted barley's and things like that you can make them into a, fl- uh, a flour cuz that's what the, the the stout manufacturers do yeah. in in England they make a powder out of it and use that because they're trying to extract as much as possible so they right. use less right. so the finer you mill it the less you use mm-hmm. the earlier you put it in the you know the less you use mm-hmm. um the later you use it, the more you have to use, and the the less you crush it, the more you have to use. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you this: um, your your first out that is an excellent beer. That's commercial quality. That is nice. a, 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 a wonderful beer. <laughs> it's all the peacock. <laughs> um, the second beer that's like you know a bad homebrew example of. Well, not a bad one, it's, <laughs> right? It's it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an average example of somebody brewing, you know, oatmeal stout.
2: Well, and th- and, and this is uh, this is was a great average thing example for me. Of brewing oatmeal stout with good fermentation. Right. This is a great example for me because uh, it kind of reinforced my theory about using the pico brew as you know cheating, and bleh, 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 bleh. Mm. it depends on the recipe. Right. The recipe now your recipe well, matters even mo- even more. Then it does well Both of course these always taste like occasion. shit. Sure. But I think it matters more about the recipe than it did before because I think you're taking out all of the other uh factors of well, how fast am I sparging? Mm-hmm. Was my boil kettle high? Did I, was I running out of gas and so I was mm-hmm. dropping pressure mm-hmm. in the tank so I wasn't getting a good boil? All that's out the window and now you really have you you don't have no excuses. So I mean we could have blamed this on a on a fast uh,
1: sparge. Right. Right, oh, yeah, Yeah. Well, there you go. You know? I, I would agree. I, I, I would agree. I like that point. Yeah. Well, and speaking of tasting like shit, um, <laughs> our friends at Nico Brew. Yes! <laughs> I love Nico. Oh, he's a good dude. <laughs> he's a good dude. Yeah. And the, uh, one of the few sponsors that I can give just shit to. That's right. And I, I, know, uh, I know he'll still be my friend. <laughs> Nico Brew has the hops you're looking for uh, from your standard recipes. Uh, Staples to those hard-to-find ones. And with their super-fast turnaround, you'll be brewing in no time. All of our hops are nitrogen-flushed and vacuum-sealed in Mylar packaging to make sure you get the freshest hops available. If you're after wholesale hops, maybe for your homebrew club or for your brewery, your professional brewery, hit up pro.necobrew.com. For 44 pound boxes of your favorite hops. No retail account needed. Yes. Check out the uh, new Nico Brew swag, the onesies, the tees for toddlers, and even something for you grown ups out there. Again, onesies. To make sure you get the right size, I suggest you email a naked picture of yourself <laughs> to Nico. <Sure. laughs> So I could TSA I com, have them forwarded. Yes, yeah. and then he can make sure that he's getting you exactly the right fit.
2: Yeah, okay. they should all go to Tasty. Tasty's right, and he should filter them.
1: Yeah, Tasty. Yeah, tasty yeah. Right. Tasty at the he Network.com. <laughs> he'll he'll uh, make sure. Dude, let sh- just want to see the back. Girls no, front make, make back. sure you get the schlong in there because you, you, know, you really need yes. to balance the shirt with the schlong. Yes. The shirt to schlong ratio the shirt is very important. very important. very important. Yeah. Very important. That's why right. right. JP, JP has such long shirts. That's right. you have got to balance these things. Because I have a
3: short schlong. Uh,
1: head over to NenecaBrew.com <laughs> today for all of your hop needs. And if he uh, doesn't
3: meet your needs, know that you can give him some shit. Right. Well, That's right.
1: Send him yeah. a picture of yourself, and he'll meet your needs. I guess he's doing... He'll uh, meet his own needs. He's he doing a,
2: a t- some sort of tiered discount sale. So the more you buy the grab insane. bags, the more you buy, the bigger the discount. And there if you, you buy go. 35 of the grab bags, you get four random pounds of hops for free. Wow. Well, I'll tell you this. I think. I may All have read right. that wrong. But. <coughs> Let's
4: check
1: properly, properly nitrogen-flushed Mylar-sealed bags, yeah. like Nico Bruce Sonia. Yeah. I have stored those in my freezer, regular fridge-freezer.
3: Household freezer.
1: For years. And opened them up four or five years later. Really? Really? And every bit as fresh as the day they were packaged. Wow. Shocking. That is shocking. So you can load up on a special like this. You'll be okay. Trust me. Just the minute you get them, throw them in the freezer. Keep them in the freezer until you need them. Yep. Open the bag. And when you open the bag, boom, fresh hops. That's right. Amazing. That's right. They don't drop off. If you keep them cold all the time, frozen all the time, sealed up, no oxygen. They they're pretty do, damn uh, stable.
3: Do unicorns and rainbow, rainbows come come out of it?
1: Yes, pretty no, much. That'd be great. Generally, a cardboard dick comes out too. <laughs> <laughs> but, there you go. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, I want to hear about your recipe, JP. All
5: right, we'll be back right after this. The Twenty First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time?
2: Watch out. This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the brewing network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zana's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. <laughs>
0: Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Chicken Boy. This is Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We
1: are uh, talking about uh, Mayish Cap'n, where are you... You insult the mash. Silly throw in your roasted grains later on, thinking that it's making some sort of difference in uh, the magic of of the mash. And, um, yeah, stringency or something like that. But the reality being you are just minimizing the amount that you extract. And so it's like throwing in less early on. Yeah if you people want jp to brew this again he will i can do it Give well, me i can a...
3: think of other combinations Of course, you can't yeah. you're not sparge. you're no sparge right no sparge we should so make so it like tough. A, i mean like you know if you're you know when you do sparge and say if you, do, if you did top mash yeah you're going to run that you know higher than uh high pretty high water on top right on top of those greens mm-hmm. uh, you know if the ph of that water is maybe off a little bit you could get more astringency um
1: well, I will tell you this. No matter what we do, there are people who are still going to believe in this, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. It's like decoction. They'll <laughs> believe in it no matter how many times we debunk the thing. <laughs> it's still like, oh, no, no, you're, you didn't do it right. This is what the Mythbusters myth folks ran into. No oh. matter how many times they actually like disprove something, People are like, nope, nope, you got it wrong. Uh, no, uh, uh, you didn't the do it right. uh There you are, are still people who
2: think doing cleanses is healthy and does right. something for you. Like, there are people who think swishing oil in your mouth is, is yes. will, like, rid you of toxins. So
1: people, yes. yeah, like Bev. There are people like Beverly out there in the world. Whackos. Well, it's like people, you know, praying and things like that. That's, you know, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't have
2: her headphones on.
3: Oh, oh good.
2: Yeah. darn it. I thought I got her there. <laughs> no, you're lucky, Bev. Don't worry. He missed it. <laughs> Oh, sorry.
3: You had another week of hypocrisy.
5: Yeah, I, I didn't hear it. It's fine. Oh, no, no, good. Yeah, it right. didn't work.
1: We're still friends, then. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> For now. She's going to go back in the archives. She's going to I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, she'd do that. Yeah. Right. All right, so tell us about the uh, recipe on this bad boy. Because um, okay. that's a delicious uh, oatmeal steak. Yes, thank you. thank you. I'm impressed that that was brewed on a Pico Brew. Yeah, Or, or that or that it was made by me. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. It doesn't taste like uh, yeah. cheese.
2: Right. Um, so it's a 4.8% beer um, mm. with a Pico Brew. It's 2.5-gallon batch size, so we right. started with nice. 3.5 gallons of water. Um, so we got uh, 5 pounds of British Turo row Otter, 14.4 ounces of flaked oats, mm. Mm-hmm. 8 ounces of American Crystal 75, mm-hmm. 8 mm-hmm. ounces of British Pale Chocolate, mm-hmm. 3.2 ounces of German Dark Wheat, mm-hmm. um, which is Midnight Wheat, mm-hmm. um, is what I use. At, uh, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Midnight, so wheat. midnight
1: Wheat is nice.
2: Okay. Um, and then uh, 1.92 ounces of Black Prins. Oh, B- and the Black Prins, too. I love that shit. And then 4.8 ounces of American Crystal 40. Mm-hmm. That's the mash schedule. And then uh, 0.5 ounces of Northern Brewer at Mm -hmm. uh, 7.2 alpha for 60 minutes, Uh, Mm -hmm. 0.5 ounces of Amarillo at 8.2 for 30, and then uh, the same uh, at 8.2 for five minutes. Really? Amarillo? Amarillo. Yeah, I want to try something new. I don't know. I'm getting Amarillo, Normally, I do Northern Brewer and... I don't get any aroma aroma hump at all. And uh, EKG. See, and I I knew that, but I
1: want to try like a different flavor. Uh, Sure. I don't know. I would just leave those out entirely.
3: It's hmm. Just base bitter. Just one, one addition. Yeah.
2: Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Although, it turned out great. Yeah. Out. I used the uh, San Diego Super Yeast from White Labs. Huh. Okay. Um, and it fin so it started at 10:55. Mhm. Um, and it finished So, the full mash one finished at 10:16. Mhm. The not full mash one the top cap 10:14. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right? I thought that was interesting as well. Hmm. Firm into the same condition, same room, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, pH. You think? with sure. that, that big of a two-point difference? Mm,
1: that, you know... I mean, everything was was. you're drinking when you're to read reading the hydrometer. That's <laughs> a, kind of, a possibility, but uh, I mean, I'll
2: give I'll give myself a margin of error. Sure. Did
1: you uh, pitch exactly the same amount? Yeah. So each?
2: in in the uh, in I use three gallon carboys mm-hmm. and I just um, do the whole White Labs pitchable, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, packet or whatever. Right.
1: Just well, maybe White Labs up. I don't know. Maybe they, White yeah, Labs yeah, yeah. probably fi- it's eh, probably White Goddamn Labs. Goddamn White Labs!
2: Jesus! They should stop partying and start making yeast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um,
3: what the yeah. temperature did you for a minute?
2: Room temperature, uh, which okay. in my house in the st- in the studio, it's about sixty six. Hmm. So probably at height, it was seventy two. I would I'm guess sure it wasn't or whatever. Sixty nine in your house? <sighs> I wish um, it was sixty nine hmm. in my house. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah, we get that. <laughs> well, I thought maybe a warmer temperature might give you a little more English, a little more ester character. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, what I thought, too.
1: Diego to super. It's uh, pretty good. Yeah, you're not going to get a whole no. lot of ester out of and it. And
2: it was brewed the next day, so they were yeah. fermenting side by side. Because mm. mm. I wanted to make sure um, uh-huh. that you know, I didn't right. want to, like, uh, I need to work on my fermentation fridge. I need mm. to get a, I have mm. a, the analog dial. I need to get All more right. digital because yeah. I don't want the swing. It's a modern world, dude. It's a
3: modern world, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, on Amazon, they got those for, like, under 30 bucks.
2: Oh, man. Digitals. I got to figure that out then. Um, but anyway, so I made it a point to ferment it side by mm-hmm. side the next mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. you know, brew again the next day. Right, 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 right. But I thought that was interesting. Mm. Two points. Mm. So that's my recipe. Um, I do have a question from the chat if you want to get to that or yes. do you want to do recipe stuff first. What do you want to do? Well, let's
1: get to the chat. I think the recipe sounds, sounds good. All right. Uh, I this, would brew that recipe and it sounds solid.
2: This is again from, don't fucking steal my recipe, dude. Uh, you know, the, the, from that's, Nate.
1: that's how I get all my recipes is steal them <laughs> from other people on, on the Brewing Network. Yeah. I've never come up with my own recipe. I've just uh, stolen them all. I know that about you. Yes. Um, Nate says, that will the lower
2: pH of the darker malt make more long dextrins stay in there compared to the other?
1: Well, that's a good question. Um, I, you know, the long-chain dextrins, I don't think so. Generally, I mean, pH does have an effect on the mash and the, the uh, residual dextrins that you will get in your ferment. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, mash water thickness, pH, all those things are minimal, controls over it generally temperature is the, your more major control and i think uh, in the pico brew that was the same for each so i don't think that that was the thing i think a lot of it is just the perception with the lower ph um i think it's allowing us to experience that we're not getting you know the the flabbiness in there we're getting the crispness and then it's like all this other mouthfeel pops okay so interesting yeah I, I think, you know, the the first one, I think, was the, the a properly brewed beer. Okay. The other one was just like, eh, I think maybe if you had adjusted the acidity on that one, mm-hmm. that might have helped, too. Okay. But then people would say, ah, oh, you know, it's, I don't
3: know. I don't know what people would say.
1: <laughs> they would say a lot of weird God shit. God damn it. I don't know what people would say.
3: Well, the point is, I mean, you actually could have adjusted the pH. Uh, could have done it in our glass here. We could have put a... Sure. Drop a 5% mm-hmm. phosphoric in each of our glasses mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. probably, you know, right, you know, change the pH by right. 0.2. Right. Until it didn't be...
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, pro- it's probably like a, you know, 0. 0.2, 0. 0.4 mm-hmm. uh, difference in pH in the in the things. Okay. And that can make a, a significant difference.
3: Hmm. A right. flavor enhancer. Yep. Okay.
1: Okay. I love it. Yeah. Um, you know what I love? No. The AHA. Yes. Me too. My friends at the AHA. I, you know, I remember when I started homebrewing, I was like, oh, this AHA thing. I don't know. And they had the good magazines and, you know, it was this whole thing. <laughs> like, okay, that sounds pretty good. I need, you know, versus buying, like, uh, the magazines at the newsstand. I can get them cheaper if I get a membership. And then there's this whole conference thing. It's like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I'll, I'll, I'll try that.
3: And then, you've written in that thing more years than what, you've read it. I, I,
1: I was on the governing committee of the AHA for nine years. Nine goddamn years. Which is how much you can do before they kick you off. They get sick
3: of you by then, huh? I see. Uh, There's term limits.
1: I At that point, it was good I was kicked off. I was just so done and so burnt out. That I needed to be kicked
3: off. Cool. I was like, "Good, I, I need to go." Yeah,
1: i never wanted. <laughs>
3: oh, you know, people keep wanting me to be on that board. You
1: should, you should. You should.
3: It's um, I have more to offer here in the field. I think there. I'm boots on the ground. It is such a great organization of great people that are really focused
1: on. The question becomes, in every meeting. I'm not sure it was this way originally, but when I got on there, I made sure that every question was, how does this serve the membership? How does this serve the membership? And that's the way it is now. Sure. sure. And that's the way it's been for, you know, the, the past, uh, you know, 15 years or whatever. Sure. And absolutely, how do they serve the membership? And they do. They're constantly trying to. Do everything they can to make every home brewing and beer drinking and just the experience better for the for the average member. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the things they came up recently with was the Brew Guru app. And I was I was skeptical. I'm like, hey, <laughs> an, an app? oh, Jesus Christ! Are you just trying to jump on the app train or whatever?
3: Well, as a computer programmer, I, I I saw the the power in that database. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, they had a list exactly of all these bars that gave right. a discount all over right. the world. And, and homebrew shops yeah, and everything. Right. The breweries, they
1: got, they got it all. got just all. Did
3: one more thing. Where is where's my customer? I can tell them what's going on. Exactly. And that's, and what, that's the what they're is. giving you through the exactly tasty, yeah. t- excellent, excellent uh
1: well, I'm a database guy. No, I understand right. it. Right. So what they're doing is giving you access to their database. It, through it pushes the app. it to you.
3: If you if, right. if you got it on and you're like traveling through like Omaha and you've never been there before yeah. and, you, yeah. and you check into the Motel Six I don't know why you're staying there but it, it'll tell you there's a bar around yeah it. the Super Eight it's two better
0: <laughs> stay right. there right.
3: it'll tell you there's a, you know where the good craft beer bars they give you right. the AHA discount right and, and not only t- brings it up and if if you go in there and they don't we don't give a discount like look here it is right you know, show it. it's showing and it's fast you five people.
1: I I find the – maybe it's because there's not a whole lot of people hitting it right now, but that was lightning fast for me. Yeah. I mean, it pops up immediately. It does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's faster than Google. No. And then they were I'm like, well, kidding. you know, I guess there's not a lot of people hitting it right now. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, I it's a very, very powerful, powerful database. Very powerful. Right. It's going to show you all those things effortlessly you're going to find all these deals you're going to you know there's other hand-picked articles they have on there um it's just a great uh, a great app and a great association it's well worth supporting the cost of supporting you're going to get it back with this app because you're going to go to places that are going to give you discounts on beer discounts on food discounts on homebrew supplies. It's well worth it. Plus, you get the G magazine. The subscription to that is worth most of your your cost of your your uh, membership. So,
3: sure.
1: sign up. You're going to get the you know the uh, a chance to be at the the member session of the JABF. Yeah. You can't attend the conference without being a member. So, uh, well worth it. Check it out. Go to uh, org, You can download it there. You can download it from all your regular places for iPhone, and Android, and God knows. You know. <laughs> JP, do you have a, like a Motorola flip phone or whatever? I, I,
2: it's a hand crank. I have to, have to crank it crank. over. Like, right. It's like one of those emergency phones. Yes. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. It sucks to play Solitaire on, though, i tell
1: you that. Right. Crank, pick a card. Crank, pick a card. Yep. All right. Uh, let's take a short break. When we come back, we will wrap up with uh, more about uh, mash capping right
5: after this. The Vault, created by White Labs. The Vault is a collection of new, creative, and unique yeast strains from around the world. These strains have never been available to homebrewers. Most have not even been available to professionals. You have the power to release the yeast. Through The Vault, White Labs is giving you the power to decide which strains are put into production and giving you the opportunity to brew with these strains. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault and pre-order the strain of your choice and encourage your friends to do the same. Once 250 pre-orders have been achieved, White Labs will put that strain into production. The strain will be mailed directly to your doorstep, ready to make the beer you've always wanted to brew. This program was created with the home brewer in mind. White Labs is relying on you to help release these strains which may blaze the way for future new and unique beers. Help release the yeast visit whitelabs.com slash the vault since the
0: first time the Brewing network microphones turned on more beer was behind it more beer sponsors the programming on the BN because like you they love brewing and like the Brewing network they love sharing their knowledge morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz the forum the learning center and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest more beer catalog more beer bringing you absolutely everything for beer making Since 1979, Williams Brewing
4: has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. New at Williams is the innovative line of InterTap forward-sealing beer faucets with interchangeable spouts, as well as a new grain mill motorizing kit that features a gear motor that spins your mill at the correct 180 RPM without the need for hazardous belts. Also new is the Mark II wort pump, a magnetic drive high-temperature pump that starts at only $69.99 but does the job of pumps costing twice as much other exclusives include their Brewers Edge mini regulators in many configurations as well as their exclusive line of Keg King Kegs and Keg King Disconnects go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection from now until September 30th enter web coupon network at checkout with any order of $75 or more and get a free Williams Brewing baseball hat
0: with your order Now back to Jamil's Tasty and Blise. It's Brewing with Style.
1: I will say the head retention is... Yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you You know, I don't know. It's not the greatest. I've never been very good at not that. Not the point. For, you can't retain your head? I can't retain my head, no. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised I'm still married. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I poured a pint of the... Uh, you kind of really JP's have a oatmeal stuff.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I've never been good at, proper, at, at with head retention. Just never. Well, so I just, I can't, it's one of those things I just don't really focus on because I don't. I don't care. I don't care about
3: it. Good lacing. Think, don't let band for the glass. Look at that. that. Not bad. Yeah, well,
1: that's I a well-made uh, beer. A
3: little bit of wheat or, uh, would.
1: I important. don't know. It yeah. seems like it's got the body.
2: I would say. Um, I did just fill it from the tap. I I, I carbonated. Right. Maybe it, so it's not, not enough carbonation. Like but Twelve and then turn it down. And it, it,
1: it, it, it had a nice head on it, but it, it dropped. Okay. All right. I'm gonna have to ding you a point. Please do. I think you're back down to forty five. <laughs> forty five. <laughs> He's in the forties.
3: That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Hey, I. Uh, you know, I paid for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever that means.
1: There you go. Um all right so I wanted to get your last thoughts on this the whole thing since you brewed the beers JP what do you think about the mash capping or not? Or I mean, would you go with mash capping again, or would you gonna stick with? Uh I wouldn't do it. So. I'm. Mean, you're going to stick with
2: traditional, uh, because especially because I've been tweaking the recipe out to mm-hmm. get some of that. I dialed all of my acrid right. malts back right. in this recipe, and it you
1: went with the midnight wheat. You went with yeah. the the uh, a lot the, of uh, pale chocolate. The, uh, yeah, uh, right, right. Well, right. The,
2: the prince is new. The the midnight mm-hmm. wheat is mm-hmm. new. Mm-hmm. It was really just pale chocolate. Right for the most part, and mm-hmm. then maybe I think uh, a little bit of patent, but mm-hmm. like no roasted barley. There's no roasted barley here either. But um, we
1: should g- brew this at Heretic. <coughs> you know, uh, okay. this year we, we've been talking about doing a collab, and we just I, haven't done since it since before you opened.
2: Yes, <laughs> you just have to wait six or seven years. I'm all right with it. It's
1: fine. I can deal with
2: it. Uh, yeah. I th- so anyway, I I wouldn't do it. I don't. I didn't see uh-huh. the point, especially on the Pico brew, because you have to go in, into advanced and set up the tab, and then right. you let it drain, and you pull the thing out, and you have. Yeah. So it's more manual labor to do it versus uh, it's just right. in your mash tun, you just dump it in, kind of right. and hook up your sparge, and you go.
1: But even if you're just throwing it in at the top even of the if mash tun, it,
2: it, it, for for the work involved, it's to me. I, I didn't get anything out of it, and I, like I said, I'd be willing to try it again if right. anybody emails in. And, and and pulls a Mythbusters viewer, right, and was right. like, oh, you didn't do the thing right. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll do right. it again. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I just, I don't. You
1: keep brewing the first one again as your comparison? Yeah, yeah i go for I'm that. I'm good with that. All All right. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll do, do some more shows of that. All, All right. right, I'll do it. Yeah. That's a good beer, GP. So that's what I would do. All right. Uh, I think another fine show. Thank you uh, all for uh, being a part of this, and uh, thank you, JP, for brewing the beers. You got it, buddy. Thank you, uh, listeners, for uh, tuning in, and uh, we have another great show coming up right after this. You're going to want to hear this one. This is our barrel master at Heritage Brewing, uh, Chris Braden. Yeah. He came from home brewer to barrel master like that in three easy steps (laughs) we'll describe the steps that's the whole deal we're talking about the steps you're going to hear about this you hear about how he achieved this job and what he's done and and how to make your own great barrel aged beers he's going to give you the tips he's going to tell you his whys and whens and all that stuff and uh, I think it's going to be a great show if you enjoy listening to this stuff Make sure to check out our sponsors. Check out Y Labs, com. Check out the Brewing Network store, the slash store. they got hats, hoodies, growlers, glassware, all sorts of stuff in there. That when you buy that stuff, it goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and help, helps keep shows like this on the air. Until then, everybody, Brew Strong.
3: And often.